0: Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? Here's the secret I've found. Productivity is rooted in emotion. True productivity and success come only when we heal the emotions driving our behaviors and remove all those internal roadblocks. I'm your host, Angela Kristen Taylor. I'm an entrepreneur, writer, speaker, and I've been right where you are, I've asked myself that same question a thousand times and it only took me 20 years to figure out the answer. In each episode, we'll go deep into the emotional roadblocks and a brand new integrative approach that I call productive flow, bringing together your emotion, your energy, your time, and your focus to help you create natural productive flow and achieve higher levels of success in business and in life. Now, let's jump in. Hey everybody! So, I am at the campground in up in North Georgia, and it's like a few days away from Christmas right now. And my dog, Marmar, <laughs> is up in this window up here, and he is whining and crying like crazy because my husband and my son took the little dog little <laughs> miniature schnauzers are little um took her for a walk and the big one loses it anytime the little one leaves the house because he feels that she is his responsibility so <laughs> when she leaves he loses it so anyway we're going to try to do this anyway and uh see if he can stop whining <laughs> so thanks for joining me today um I saw a really great post on Pinterest and um, some of you may know, some of you may not, but I am going to be working on a book, um, probably not the first half of this this upcoming year, but second half, I'll start on it. And so one of the things that I'm, I'm researching for this book is how childhood trauma affects our productivity and that childhood trauma isn't necessarily something that was intentional. It doesn't have to be like what we think of as child abuse. It it can literally just be the the things that people say, um, parents, siblings, teachers, um, anybody in our path, right? Um, the things that they say that just become our inner monologue. You know, somebody said that. Um, God, what it was that? Just little things, like um, you know, my my mom would always tell me that. I wasn't, uh, why couldn't I be like my brother, right? Simply because she wanted me to get good grades and I had terrible grades, like really, really bad (laughs) grades. I almost failed eleventh grade, bad grades. And she would always say, "You know, why can't you be more like your brother? My brother made straight A's like all the time without even trying. He was just like instant straight A material. And I was not. I really struggled with uh, math and anything to do with math. And so some of the other subjects, especially in eleventh grade, I had just kind of given up because I didn't. I don't. I'm not an auditory learner, and so I would have a hard time with teachers who would lecture right and so I just didn't learn very well in that in that manner and so I everything that I learned I taught myself and so high school for me felt like this huge waste of my time so anyway I'm 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 digressing here but (laughs) the point is is that um the book is about how childhood trauma experiences impact our productivity and so going back to this this post (laughs) (laughs) I saw on Pinterest, Um, it says, feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response and fear-based distraction from what you'd be forced to acknowledge and feel if you slowed down. Okay, I'm going to read that again because this is really impactful. Feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response and fear-based distraction from what you'd be forced to acknowledge and feel if you slowed down. Okay, so I'm going to give you a perfect example of this. Um, and it's, it's, it's my mom, okay? So my mom, if you've heard me talk about her before, a wonderful, amazing woman. And um, she is, like the whole time I was growing up, like she never stopped ever. (laughs) She just never stopped moving. Like you, she couldn't sit down and watch a movie without crocheting. Um, If you asked her to sit down and watch a movie, she said, I don't have time. And she was constantly cleaning, like cleaning everything all the time. Like you can't, we used to joke that you couldn't sit at her house, like put a glass down and turn around because you could still be drinking out of this glass. Like she would take it and and put it in the dishwasher and you'd be like, where's my cup? (laughs) it was just gone. So she literally would never, ever stop moving. And my mom had a really traumatic childhood, like really traumatic. And so to give you kind of a a brief overview, her parents split up, um, when she was a baby and, um, by the time she was, I think four or five, her mom was, was remarried and her dad had moved to some other state. And then, um, I don't remember at what point, but when she was, when she was young, um, she was shipped off to live with her dad and his new wife and his new wife, um, had a lot of issues, um, And I don't know where they come from because I I didn't know what her history is. I still don't know what her history is, but like she, I know that when my mom was like 13 years old, like she wasn't allowed to shave her legs or wear deodorant and that she had to wear the same outfit to school for three days in a row before she was allowed to change. So you can imagine that things like that at that age were extremely painful to go through and very challenging because that, that actually is child abuse, right? And and she was making my mother, she was forcing her into these humiliating situations at school, right? And then her her father would and and the stepmother would like get in violent, aggressive, um, like fist fights, right? Like they would beat each other up and they were screaming at each other and everything. And this was just her environment right? So it was very, very traumatic for her growing up. And then and then her stepmother would like wash her mouth out with soap and and just like literally put soap in her mouth. <laughs> just like, well, I can't even imagine, right? And so my mom um, then was put on a bus when she was, I think, thir- 14 years old, 14 years old with her older brother who was 15. Her other older brother, um, my mom's the youngest. And so her other older brother um, had already run away from home. And so the um, brother was just, I think, 13 months older than her. The two of them were put on a bus and go across country from like, I think they were in Denver at the time, all the way down to Miami. And so my mom was born in 1950. So this would have been like 1964. And it, they were across country by themselves, <laughs> like all alone. And um, and then she just had no connection to her mother. And her mother had no real interest in, in raising her. Her mother had seven kids and my mother was the baby. So um, her older sister would take care of her and things. So there was a lot going on there. It was very trauma for my mom. And so, you know, my mother just, she's very like obsessive compulsive and like everything has to be in order. Everything has to be structured. And, and when there's a lack of structure, then there is a lack of control right? And this feeling the need to be busy all the time, a lot of times this strikes us when we go through trauma, because we feel like we have to go, go, go. We can't stop. And in our mind, in our conscious mind, we're not thinking, well, I, I, I need to stop and take a break we just feel like we have no time so we're we're telling ourselves that story we're telling ourselves i don't have time i can't stop i can't do this or can't do that and and those are the things that you want to do right like you can't do any of that because there's no time because there's so much work to be accomplished and in reality there's always a way like we all have the same amount of time in a day and I can accomplish accomplish a ton in, in a, a time period that I allot for work. You know, one of the things that I'm, I'm doing, and I've already completed this successfully is I'm going from a four day work week, three weeks out of the month to a three day work week, three weeks out of the month. So I've actually cut an entire day out of my work week and I've already done that. So next year Um, that I'll start off that way. And that's beautiful. Right. And I I'm still like, my income hasn't, hasn't gone down. It's gone up and I'm getting more accomplished than I ever have before. And yet I'm putting way less time into my, my work. Right. So you think, well, how do you do that? Right. So (laughs) that's the thing is that there's always a way if you want to it puts something that you want to do into your life. Like there's a way to do it. But the problem is that it's going to feel insurmountable if you're telling yourself, I have no time, right? Now, listen, we all have phases in our life that are busier than others, okay? I'm at a point where I'm down to one kid. My kid's eight years old. My other four kids are adults. They're grown, they're out of the house. And, And so it's not the same for me as it was when I had babies and young kids, that was a much busier time in my life. And I didn't have as much time to myself, but I still managed to have time for myself because that was the most important thing because I knew if I didn't have time for me, then I was gonna like wreck everybody else's day. (laughs) I didn't wanna do that. So like, okay, I gotta fix me first. But that feeling of not being able to stop is it's really it's what we're telling ourselves and we're telling ourselves this because our subconscious knows just like in the post that if we stop then all that emotion that we've been like like we just we took out the trash bag and we tied it in a knot and we put it way over there and we're like I hope I don't ever see that again we can still smell it <laughs> we don't want to look at it right and so that's what happens with our trauma. It's like, we have bagged it up and tied it off. We can still smell it. We know it's there, but we don't want to face it. Because if we face it, then we have to face everything that happened to us. We have to, we have to accept it. We have to look at it and say, this happened to me. And because this happened to me, I made this choice and this choice and this choice. And I'm not proud of those choices. I'm not happy with what I did. And then we feel shame or guilt or all these other things that we don't want to look at, right? Or we feel like we have so much hate or rage built up inside of us from something that happened to us. We're like, I don't want to face that either. And so we keep busy so that we don't have to look at it, so that we don't have to unpack it. But the truth is is that that's not healing. It's not. It just keeps you moving. And it's like, you're treading water because you're not actually going anywhere like that. You're just, you're keeping yourself stuck. You know, we don't want to unpack all of this stuff. We don't want to feel it. We don't want to think about it. We just want to kind of say, oh, that was, that was the past. And I don't talk about my past. And so I'm just going to keep moving forward. And what you're doing is treading water and you're not getting anywhere. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. So this this, this trauma response that we're dealing with is. It is something that you need to, it, it well, let me put it this way. If you are finding yourself constantly busy and not actually going anywhere, it's, it's usually because there's something that you're hiding from. That's what it is. You're hiding from something. So then you have to ask yourself, what is it that I'm hiding from? What is it that I... I don't want to look at. What is that? Because if you find that you are staying busy just to stay busy, then, and you you just, you never have time for anything for you, for what you want to do, then you got to have a question there. And you have to say, well, if I were going to do these other things, I was going to slow down. I was going to going to stop, right? Stop doing all the time and just spend some time being, right? Like me out here at the RV. Look at my view. <laughs> it's like, it's beautiful out here and I love it. And it's freezing cold. That's how I'm dressed. <laughs> but for those of you watching this on YouTube, um, it's cold, but I love it out here. And the thing is, is I'm, we're out here for like two weeks right now, but, you know, usually we're out here for the weekends. Like we're here almost every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and we love being out here, (laughs) but it was an adjustment at first because we realized that we weren't used to not having something to do (laughs) when you're out here. There's not a whole lot to do. So you know, we started doing other things that we wanted to do, like reading more and spending more time together as a family. We started buying, buying like board games, and and we bought a fire pit, and um, we have like these other outside games that are all packed up in the storage thing here, and and we have a hammock, and have all this cool stuff for just like chilling out and relaxing and spending time together as a family. And this is not something that I was able to do with my older kids. And my older kids just had a totally different experience of childhood than, than my youngest does. And it's because I'm, I'm older, I'm healed from my past. And that's the big one. I'm healed from my past. And I'm able to sit and just be and just do the things that, that relax me. I can sit and, and sit in the hammock and have a book and just relax and read. Not even for work, just pure enjoyment. <laughs> like some rando, chick lit, you know, you know uh, summer romance kind of novel. Just something fun for me. Something that just takes you away and puts you in the experience of somebody else, somebody fictional. But it's fun. It's relaxing. And and I can sit there and play cornhole with my kid, and let him cheat, and then beat the pants off of him. You know, it's like whatever. But we have we have so much fun together as a family, and we're able to do that because we're not worried about what we have to face when we slow down. You know, I mean, the worst things that have happened to me in my life, like. I talk about them openly. Openly, like I'm an open book. You can ask me anything and I'm happy to answer. And the reason why is because those things don't trigger me anymore. They don't cause me pain when I think about them. I think about them as as these experiences that I had that gave me the ability to understand the experiences of others. It's like for me as a coach, it's like I get what all my clients have gone through, because I've been through it. I mean, most of the time, there's a few times when my clients have been through something that is really horrendous that I've never experienced, right? And and sometimes I I thank God for that, that I haven't experienced those things. But nine times out of 10, I can identify because I've been there. And it allows me to be who I am and do what I do, right? So, I can look at my entire life and say, oh, this happened to me and this happened to me and and woe is me and this was miserable and this was awful, right? And I, I've done that, absolutely. But now I can look back at those things and think, uh, you know, I went through all this stuff and God, I couldn't have asked for a better education to be able to serve the people I serve. I couldn't have asked for an experience that taught me more about how to help these people, right? I mean, that's so why I'm doing this podcast, not just this episode, but this entire podcast. It's why I'm gonna be writing this book. It, it's why I, I create these offers. It's, it's, it's my big why and purpose in life is to help people who have been through some of the same things I have and they see it stopping their success. They see it stopping their dream, their mission, their purpose. And, and getting it out into the world because they're treading water. They're treading water, but they're not getting to shore, okay? And that's the thing, is that when we look at the trauma and start to tell ourselves a different story around it, like I'm telling you, I've said all those horrible things and said, hey, this happened to me, that happened to me. And, and then I would start to cry and I'd get really overwhelmed and like, oh, I feel like I can't breathe, Right. Or I can look back on it and say, what an education I had. And wow, I'm really able to use those experiences to help people. And I'm so glad (laughs) that I am able to use those experiences to help people. And so I want to challenge you today to look at your past. Look at the things that you feel like, God, these are the things that happened to me. And these are the things I don't want to think about. These are things I don't. I don't, I don't want to unpack, you know, and you can write them down, write them down and say to yourself, how can I reframe this? How can I look at this and say something like this happened to me and here's what I can do about it. Here's what I can do about it because we can't change our past. I mean, our past is our past, but we can use our experiences to encourage support and inspire others and help others heal. Once we've healed enough to tell our own story. You know, um, there's a a woman and I'm friends with her on Facebook. I I really don't know her very well, but we went to high school together and she lost her daughter a few years ago um, in a car accident. And she, um, it was a drunk, drugged driver. And, uh, there were four women in the car. They were all friends and they were all mothers, all young mothers, and they were all killed in this car accident. It was awful, awful experience for this, this woman to go through. And so she, um, her, her daughter's little boy, I I think he was, I don't even know if he was two, he was little, he, he will go through life, not remembering his mother, you know? And, um, her whole family has rallied up and they just support her so much. And you see this, and I, I'm seeing this through pictures, you know, I'm seeing it on Facebook, but, you know, they're always doing the, um, they're always walking and, and driving money for, for MAD, Mothers Against um, Drunk and Drug Drivers. And um, they've they they do a lot for that. And they do a lot of work in her daughter's memory and it's so inspiring to see how you know I know that she struggles every single day I mean who wouldn't right but she's making a difference from the loss of her daughter not saying that that you know that was any kind of wonderful thing because oh my god I can't even imagine losing one of my kids you know but to take a traumatic horrifying experience like that. And to use it to stop other people dying, to inspire other people to say, "Let me give somebody else the keys tonight," you know. And uh, she was in something the other day. I saw that they they had this rally, and um, they had uh, set up these these traps, you know, and and they actually were able to arrest four drunken, drugged drivers. Um, that evening because of something that, that she was involved in. And, you know, I just, gosh, she's such an inspiration to me, you know, and, and to take an experience a traumatic experience and to build something beautiful from it. Right. And, and you know, it reminds me now that I'm thinking about it, it reminds me of that um, pottery. Have you seen it? There's a name for it. I don't, it's escaping me, but there's pottery. And when it breaks that they put it back together with uh, molten liquid gold. And so every break makes the pottery more beautiful. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here. That, you know, you've had experiences that have made you feel broken, but in healing them and taking out that trash bag and looking at it and saying, let me sort through the stuff that's in here. Let me put it in recycling instead right because that's what we're doing and when we do that we we heal these parts of ourselves that have felt broken and then we become more beautiful inside and that is when we start moving forward through the water we're not treading water anymore now we're getting to shore now we're doing something with these experiences that we've had and i'm not saying that you know you have to take your experience and do something in direct correlation to that because you don't It's just about healing that past inside of you, accepting it for what it is and saying, what can I do now? Why would I let this stop me? I don't have to be busy all the time. I can actually spend my time in ways that feel good to me because I'm not afraid to stop. I'm not afraid to have absolutely nothing to do. (laughs) I'm not afraid to say I have nothing going on in this moment and I can simply be whatever that looks like to you. I can take a hot bath. I can sit and meditate or learn to meditate. I can take a class. I can sew something, you know, I can make a craft. I can spend time with my my kid or my family member or a friend or just a significant other, whoever, just somebody that you want to spend time with and saying, I have time to do this. I have time for me. I have time to relax. I have time to take a nap if that's what I want to do. Because it's those things, it's in the the stopping, in the not being busy, that we find our productivity. That's what it's about. When you can heal from the past and heal from the trauma and feel like, I don't have to be busy. I can do nothing. I can relax. Or I can do something that just feels good for me. I can just be. And that's where your productivity is hiding. (laughs) So when you find that spot, you'll find that when you can be there, then everything else falls into place. And when it comes time to do your work, you have the creativity to keep going. You have the inspiration to keep going. And the work that you do actually feels like it's getting you somewhere instead of feeling like everything that I'm doing is just spinning me in circles. You actually get somewhere and that's awesome. So that's all I have for you today. And thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. And especially thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey, then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.